Hello and welcome to TNWKS, the Now We Know show, the show where we discuss a topic of interest and by the end we will have learnt something new and hopefully you will too. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. And I'm Buzz. And guess what guys? It's Shocktober! Shocktober! Shocking. Yes, which means we're heading up to Halloween. Oh yes, yes. and uh, we've Spooky got season. a special guest in with us today. Well, actually, I'm yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jack. I'm a big Hunt. fan of the show. Yeah, he's our co-presenter. Of course, he's one of the team, but he's also our guest. I've like. nominated myself as a yeah. super fan. We did super fans on the last episode, but because it's October, we're coming straight in there with something Halloweeny, spooky. And, uh, and Jack, you kind of kicked this one off, didn't you? So yes. what are we doing in this episode? The Exorcist. Enjoy the Now We Know Show podcast, support Zach World Productions on Patreon, or join our members on YouTube for early access, ad-free content, and exclusive episodes. So before we begin with our superfan episode on The Exorcist, it's time for, you guessed it, Weird and Wonderful! And it's me again! You again? Yeah, again. Wow. I've been searching the depths of he is the, stories. the weird and wonderful king. <laughs> and uh, I thought I'd try and find something, because it's Shocktober, uh, that's something kind of like, let's start the Halloween season with something Halloween-y. Ooh. And I found a story this week that's just come out, which is very Halloween-y. That's good. And maybe less weird, but more wonderful for those people who love celebrating Halloween. And okay, everything. we've had a lot of weird stories, so it's nice okay. to have something wonderful. It qualifies, it qualifies. So this we'll, we'll allow. Okay. Here we go, here we go. Halloween pumpkins will be bigger than normal due to the wet summer. Oh, okay, this is very wonderful news for those people who love to celebrate Halloween. A wet July and August after a hot June created the perfect conditions for growing larger than average traditional pumpkins, farmers say. There you go. More space for carving. Exactly. Summer may have been a bit of a washout, but pumpkins are thriving thanks to all the rain. This Halloween, the main varieties of pumpkins are all expected to be larger than normal. Kaiju pumpkins. Exactly. Attack of the killer pumpkins. (laughs) I've watched that. (laughs) The wet weather in July and August was perfect for growing pumpkins, according to Steve Whitworth of Oakley Farms. He added... We had a perfectly good growing season for the pumpkins this summer with a really hot June, which really helped the plants along. The rainy July and August may not have been great for sun lovers or barbecue fans, but from a growing point of view, for pumpkins, it was perfect. There we go. Mm. Well, that's good. So for any pumpkin carvers out there listening, yeah, you're, in for a, you're in for a good, you're good, in Halloween. For a good one. Oh, that, that actually reminds me of the original Halloween movie, where when they were filming that, there was a pumpkin shortage, mm-hmm. so they only had two pumpkins to film the entire film with, mm-hmm. one of which had to be destroyed when a kid fell on it. Oh, <laughs> well, say about a friend of mine who lives in the States, when, do you remember the band, I don't know if they're still about, are the Smashing Pumpkins still about? You've heard mm. the, pump, the Smashing Pumpkins, haven't you? No. No, can't oh. say that I have. He said, when they became a thing, it ruined Halloween. 
because oh, yeah. everybody put their pumpkins out and then the local youths would come around and literally smash <laughs> all the pumpkins. <laughs> they do that anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was smashing pumpkins. And this is a British band and they're smashing as in their, their fantastic, fantastic pumpkins. But smashing anyway. pumpkins. <laughs> so I'm going to ask, since that we're going to have an absolutely fantastic crop of, uh, of Halloween pumpkins this year, boys, mm-hmm. are you pumpkin carvers? Have you <gasps> carved pumpkins? i tell you what, I haven't carved a pumpkin in a good while. Um, last one I did was a Star Wars one, which I was quite proud of. Oh, yes. Was that one... Because back in the day, it was traditional to do your Halloween-type ones. Yeah. Yeah. With the the teeth or whatever. But then in in, uh, later years, as people have been kind of inscribing them in great detail. Yeah, I've seen some of those really... cutting all the way through. Really cool ones. And and then you get that kind of 3D effect. So what I did was shave kind of the the first layer off. You're shaving your pumpkin. I shaved my pumpkin. (laughs) Is that that euphemism? I I kind of shaved the, the... Flash. Initial layer off, so it's uh-huh. more of a glow. That's it. So you get the light. And I left the silhouettes of Anakin and Obi Wan, uh-huh. and then cut all the way through on the lightsabers. So the lightsabers are the brightest part. Excellent. And that then sounds fantastic. I've got to ask you this. I've got a picture. Yeah, I've got. I've got to ask you this. What the hell's that got to do with Halloween? <laughs> it's a pumpkin. <laughs> it's pumpkin. <laughs> the pumpkin is the connection to Halloween. Yeah, That's mean, a scary I've scene. Got to, I've, got, I've got to say, Halloween. And we we're not doing Halloween uh, one today, but Halloween is is a kind of an odd one for that because since Halloween is a European tradition that went over with the you know, pilgrim fathers and everything seems a bit odd but with everybody <laughs> because they were Christian, everybody went over then to America and and then. Started that, that the American development of Halloween mm. and it's come back this way now. And now, of course, you've commented on it before where Halloween, when I was a kid, was all about horror monsters and werewolves yeah. and witches and vampires mm. and things like that and Frankenstein's monster. But now it's all let's dress up as a spaceman and a nurse and a, a cat, a fairy. That's <laughs> a, cla- a classic <laughs> American one. It's all kind of a bit odd, really. But there you go. Anyway. On with the show. <laughs> On with the show. That's that's the weird and wonderful story. So yes. we pumpkins. we are talking <laughs> about the Exorcist now, Jack. This is your field of expertise on this one, isn't it? It would seem so. That is why I'm here today. You are designated <laughs> so, super fan. So so we're doing super fan, primarily Exorcist super fan. Yeah. Not on the wider branch of horror super fan. I think we'll keep it, yeah. Keep okay. it. Keep I mean, I'm wearing the Exodus T-shirt, yeah, so we have to kind of, and I'm I'm surrounded at the moment. I made by... the mistake of saying, "Ah, oh, Jack, you're not wearing a Warner Brothers T-shirt this week." <laughs> oh, that would have been good. But then he said, "Yeah, it's, but it's a Warner Brothers." It's movie. A Warner Brothers. Movie. I should have worn. I should have worn my Freddy Krueger jumper. Mm. Oh, it's a bit warm. A bit warm. A bit warm in here. There's also nothing to do with Exodus. <laughs> no, not at all. Not <laughs> well, at all. My, I do have a quiz later. Who knows? Okay, Ooh, who knows? Okay. Right. Okay. So Exorcist. Yes. The year is. When was the Exorcist book? The book was. Written in 1971. And that was by... William Peter Blatty. Blatty. And I have a copy of it. So actually, that wasn't long. It didn't take long before the book became the film. Because the film, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, first aired in 73. 1973 was the film. 71 to 73. It's a quick turnaround. It's a really quick turnaround. Wow, I didn't think it was that early. I didn't think it get... I think it was shown in the UK in 74. Yes, I think there was a slight delay. Because I think... Am I right in saying... Back then, it would have been like the film reel would have travelled around. There wouldn't have been like multiple no, copies. No, it would no. have been like that's it. They, uh, it's not like a, a, a nationwide release. It's more of like yeah, a, it comes the, to the, the cinemas back in those days had to wait until it actually got arrived. Yeah, in. yeah. So yeah. by the time it got over here, it was obviously a year later or whatever. Yeah. So um, the the sort of thing that sparked this idea for this episode was that me and Zach actually recently went to see a 50th anniversary screening uh, in Stephen Cineworld. 
of the Exorcist. That was actually really good. I've, yes. I've got to yeah. ask. Obviously, you've seen the Exorcist prior to going there. A few times, you could say. I, <laughs> I've only seen prior to the screening... Uh, I've seen bits and bobs, mm-hmm. like probably the, the the iconic scenes. So this was the most sort of complete version yes, that you've seen. Okay. I've ever seen, yes. Right. And I was really good, yes. really good. I really enjoyed it. I know your your interest has peaked since <laughs> since that screening, which is really, which is really cool. Um, so that kind of sparked the idea of me sort of talking about it, this is probably I was I will say early in this podcast that this is probably my favourite horror film of all time. Wow. Um, bold bold claim. It's a bold claim. <laughs> yes. Um, and one of the reasons for that is that when I was very young, I did catch a part of this film while my sister was watching it, who's six years older than me. So she was like more intrigued in, in watching it. She was that little bit older. So a lot of horror films I saw secondhand from her or just caught on the TV while she was watching them. And it really, really terrified me. <laughs> That's uh, good. Being sort of, I must have been about seven or eight. Okay. So still pretty young. That's, that's young to see the exorcist. Yes. And my sister was like, oh, it's really funny. It's an, old, really it's, funny. It's an old film. It's not that scary. And I'm thinking... <laughs> I've got to disagree on that. It's an old film bit with the exorcist. I mean, this is... I'm, I'm quoting like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, for those familiar with it or for those not familiar with it, a lot of movies do look dated. Mm. But although the clothes that people are wearing are very 70s... I actually feel that the effects and everything hold up today. They do. Yes. They do. Yeah. It looked really, really crisp on that screen. Yeah. Because you can usually, with old, 1973 we're talking, mm. you'd expect it to look a bit ropey. I mean, a lot of the, the vast effects. majority of film, especially horror films from that time, even things like sci-fi mm-hmm. from that era can look very, very ropey. ropey. <laughs> yeah. Especially when the um, original film footage has been... Uh, remastered. remastered, yeah, and restored, yeah. You know, Speaking of, you... uh, was the Exorcist that we actually saw on the screening was that remastered at all? Okay, we're jumping ahead. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> One thing at a time. Let the super fans take the lead. Um, so yeah, I saw this very young mm-hmm. parts of it. I only probably saw the last maybe twenty minutes, but okay. I never saw the very end, okay. which we'll get to about the very end later on. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. but when you're a child, and I know you may be able to relate to this, when you see something when you're a kid. It's sort of fleetingly, you kind of fill in the rest in your imagination. Mm. And when it's something like this subject and it's quite a scary film with scary imagery, that sort of played on my mind for a long time. And I've actually got the the DVD I would have watched back in the day. This is a very old DVD. Oh, this is the, the archive. Um, I love the fact that you're talking <laughs> this very old DVD. And there's me thinking, I remember when that came out on VHS. <laughs> well, for perspective... We watched the 50th anniversary at the cinema the other day. This DVD is the 25th anniversary. Yep. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. So well, you I, could I, say it's a, quite an old DVD. Well, I've got, I've got to also point out, uh, not, again, I'm not jumping ahead if you wanted to mention this, Jack, but mm. The Exorcist, when it came out in the UK, you could see it at the cinemas. And for a very small period of time, I think in the early 80s, when VHS first started, yeah. you could get it on VHS. Mm. And then it was banned. Yes, until about 19... Until oh, I didn't know I think this. It was, yeah, it was so, you, I think from about 1982, 84, around that period, you could actually get it on VHS. Then it was banned. Mm. And you could not buy The Exorcist for home 
entertainment yeah. until I think 1998 or 1999. Damn, that's when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. So, so to, so this yeah. old DVD. <laughs> well, this, this DVD is 25 years old, so yeah. this might have been it's one as of the first one of the first ones that was released. Um, so this DVD always sort of, when I was that age, even this poster sort of filled me with a bit of like fear. Because obviously it was that film that I'd seen parts of and it really scared me. And as I say, it's sort of, I filled in the rest of my imagination. I, I'm intrigued. What aspects of it scared you? Was it the, it's, yeah, was it the possession, the possession yes. of that, that, that whole idea of the devil, etc.? Or was it partly because Linda Blair was obviously a 12-year-old girl yeah, playing yeah. the part? And it's, that's a child. Yeah, well, a large part of that is obviously the imagery. The makeup in this film yeah. is still incredible. Oh, it's yeah. still yeah. very sort of... I literally only watched it a couple of days ago yeah. on, on terrestrial TV. Yeah. I, mean, I can <clears> confirm <throat> it's still as good on TV as it is at the cinema. <laughs> the makeup effects, obviously, on Linda Blair are amazing and they're very iconic and they've been sort of, I guess, parodied and redone oh, as gosh, many, yeah. many I think, times. I think even um, <clears throat> French and Saunders or people like that. Yeah, done, Scary but... Movie, Repossessed. It, there's it, so many It reminded examples. me a lot of the kind of makeup and prosthetics from Evil Dead. Yes, yeah, similar. Which I didn't I, think I, of I would say recently. the Evil Dead probably took a lot of inspiration from The Exorcist. That is probably mm. many movies did after yeah. it came after. But as I say, I only saw the sort of last 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. So I had no sort of prior context to what was happening right so I literally seen... you just come into a girl in a bed yeah exactly yeah <laughs> severely at this point possessed by a <laughs> exactly i'm speaking in like a very husky yeah. voice yeah in um, I'm, I'm not sure we can really quote it in this that episode was actually because a, it's that rather... was a lady that did the voice it was yes she um she drank a, numerous she was alcohol yeah, and smoked cigarettes and uh, things. but she was a very famous radio star yes um she I, really I, damaged her voice to try and get the kind of raspiness so, so there was no modulation or anything no, on she, that was no, no. that she, was somebody she wow. was a very famous radio star i do apologize for not remembering her name um and i if, again, I think one of those sort of small facts about the movies, initially she didn't want to be credited for it. Interesting. Yeah, but she she wasn't credited, I don't no, believe. No, she wasn't it. credited originally. Yeah. In fact, you need to have a look on your, mm. on, on your case of your DVDs to see if she is. But later on, when she found that the movie had been so successful, then she... I think it was for fear of her taking out legal action against them for not crediting her. Yeah, they did end up crediting her. So she now, if you watch the credits of the movie, she will have a credit on it. Yeah, and originally she didn't. I you believe factoid, a, factoid moment. <laughs> I believe a similar story is um, for the Pazuzu face. We're going to say Pazuzu. The, okay, Pazuzu. For, for, for the audience Pazuzu? who hasn't seen The Exorcist, I recommend you go and watch it before you listen to this podcast. Who's, who's Pazuzu? Um, Okay, well, we'll get to that. Anyway, the demon face that demon sort of face. subliminally pops up through a lot yep. of the film is also a lady in makeup. I thought that was a man. Yeah, so a lot of people think it's a, it's oh, a man. Oh, hang on it's... a second. Is that, that uh, gosh, that, that it, it's creepy, very, creepy it flashes. Yeah, but you yeah. also have the model of Pazuzu, don't you? The, or the statue. There's a statue. Because that, that appears right at the end as well. And it's like Reagan is like, well, oh, this well, on the bed. Yeah, you the see the statue initially in the Iraq sequences at the beginning of the film. Yeah. And then later on by the bed. And Mick Max von Max von Sydow's character, Father Marin, does pick up a sort of broken head of the Pazuzu statue as well. Yeah, that's weird because later in on the film, at the bottom of those steps, doesn't a character pick up the statue head? Well, and how does that get there? Well, do you want to? Okay, so this is where my super fan comes out because you're wrong. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. it's not the statue head. It is a lump of clay that 
Reagan, obviously, throughout the film, is seen modelling a lot of things. She models a tortoise at one point. She models a bird for her mum, mm. all using this clay. And if you've seen the film, you'll know the scene of the desecration of the statue of Mary, Virgin Mary, which yes. is clay. So that's Oh, this, my God. So this is how Kinderman, the detective, yeah. puts two and two together. He finds the lump of clay at the bottom of the stairs where Burke has been killed, puts two and two together... She's been using the clay that's also the desecration of the statue of the Virgin Mary. I did not... That That is <laughs> only just clicked for me. Yes. I was wondering why that... I thought that was just random people who did that. No. So it's not... Wow. So, yeah. So Reagan is obviously the one who's been desecrating the the statue um, with the clay. And in the book, actually, as I've been reading the book recently, the scene kind of plays out slightly differently. Kinderman visits Chris McNeil's... Uh, Ellen Burstein's character in the film, but in the book, Chris McNeil, um, and runs his thumb across one of the statues and takes a piece of the plasticine under his thumbnail mm-hmm. and then uses that piece that he's taken, sends it off, and it gets confirmed as being the same clay that's used in the desecration of the statue. So it kind of plays out slightly differently in the book, but that's that's what that lump of thing is that he picks up. Oh, some, have wow. also, some have also theorised that it's like a model of a dinosaur, because you can see like a lot of drawings of dinosaurs and things behind her. And why would that be? Well, it's just a it's just a model that she's played that she's made. Okay. It's not really important what the sort of shape of it is. And then others others have said that it may be like a crude interpretation of the Pazuzu head, possibly. Because that's what I I thought it was. I yeah. thought it was that that head of that little statue at the no. beginning. So it's yeah. So it's a lump of clay, and that's how he sort of puts two and two together. Oh, that's really cool. So there we go, that's cleared that up. <laughs> Interesting fact, from Reagan's room, it would be absolutely impossible for the priest <laughs> yeah. to actually go out the window and go down the staircase. I mean, he does, he does sort of fly at an angle, yeah, but yeah, the, he must have... The, the window is 40 feet away from the top of the staircase. you got a good run. So what they did was they had to build, build a <laughs> yeah. false frontage on for the, to, for the window shots from oh, the yeah. outside. So oh. when you see the exterior of the house, that whole left side of the house is Isn't, just been made up no way to yeah. make it so to give it the perspective of how he managed to get down the street. just an added set basically <laughs> wow see factory because without, without that part he would, have to, like, he would have had to fly out the window hit the deck over the drive roll 40 feet and then go down the street. I did kind of get that feeling <laughs> that it would have been quite a way yes Oh, there we go. It's really interesting. interesting. So I can't remember what we were discussing beforehand. <laughs> uh, well, we were basically you were telling us about your childhood experience. Oh yes, yes, yes. Initially yes. seeing this. Yeah. So another thing that did stick with me is your question from earlier was that Pazuzu face, that makeup of sort of white face with the red eyes and the. I guess I. Just, I don't even think you really see its teeth. Does it have sharp teeth? In my mind, I kind I'm of sure fill in the gaps because it, it's so, it with, so yeah. brief and it flashes up. Doesn't it's it? It's supposed to be subliminal, and there are a few. Throughout the film, there are a few sort of subliminal flashes of the Pazuzu face, um, as well as I actually noticed one in the screening that I've not noticed before. Was when Chris McNeil walks through uh, the door into Reagan's room. There's a flash of the statue on the back of the door, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't notice this. I've not noticed this at all. I've only seen a clip. When she leaves the room later on in the film, the statue is standing behind the door in real darkness, and you can only really see it if you sort of up the brightness of the, of the actual footage. Wow. But there is a full statue standing behind the door, oh, really? <laughs> which I've never noticed before. So that's a kind of oh, cool awesome story. I've got, I've got to say at this point, for the for, for everybody listening, um, The Exorcist, let's let's look at actually what it is. It, mm. It's about the possession of a child, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yes, that's the part. The, the people that don't yeah. know what the actual plot line is. Yeah, so 
It's interesting because that is sort of the main part of the film that people remember is the possession and the exorcism scene. Mm. Whereas a lo- that probably only makes up sort of 25% of the film. Yeah, it's kind really. of like the last last bit, isn't it? The main, yeah, that, those sort of iconic moments mm-hmm. happen sort of towards the end of the film. Whereas the beginning of the film is this sort of sort of agonising build-up. Gradual setup. Yeah. yeah. It is like quite, I don't want to say chilled, but it's quite, I don't want to say slow. Slow-ish. Well, yeah, yeah. So one of the things... It's that build-up, isn't it? One of the things I love about this film is the pacing and the build-up. Yes. Because it's not afraid to show all of these like medical... Uh, solutions to what's happening to Reagan. Yes. And she has these, she has so many sequences of scenes where she go, goes to the doctors and she gets treated and they're saying, <laughs> all the machinery going around her head and everything. Yeah. And they're saying that she has mental illness or possibly a brain tumor. And they throw all of these things at her, her mum, Chris, throughout the film that it, it sort of builds up to this point where they have to resort to the exorcism it's only oh, like a I, very last resort i recall the, the mother when she, she's the one who starts to call for you know an exorcism but the the, yeah. father, what's the, the, the priest so who, father Karras is the she, one she, she consults he's still saying that they need so much evidence yeah and, and what he at that point he's still saying that it's not mm. isn't he? one of the one of the lines i think that's quite important is when chris is talking to uh, father Karras and she says about doing a, an exorcism and father Karras says to her you probably know as much about possession as most priests mm-hmm. and that kind of makes you realize that this exorcism thing isn't like a common occurrence it's very much a rare thing that's not happened yeah, for probably, many many it's years died out yeah doesn't it? I, i've got to jump in here the book itself is actually meant to be based on a true it's story. based on a true story yeah um i don't know too much about the actual real case but i do know it's sort of yeah, was it in the 1948 or somewhere around like yeah that? something yeah um yeah, maybe a, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, well, it's a story that William Peter Blatty um, stumbled upon in like an article, and then sort of filled in the gaps and made the story up himself. And I think I may be wrong, but I think he was kind of struggling with his own faith, and he was kind of trying to figure out what he believed at the time, mm-hmm. which kind of comes across in the book because there's a lot of this tug of war between like science and religion all the way through. Even in the film, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I've got the book with me, and I'm I've literally started reading it on Sunday, the day after the screening that we went to. And it's as time of recording, a couple of days later, and I'm like basically just over halfway through already. Wow. Um, Impressive. I've really, yeah, gone through this book. You've tucked in. I have. <laughs> the thing I think this film does so much better than what modern sort of exorcism-based films do now is that sort of pacing. And it mm. is a very much a last resort that the exorcism takes place. And even... Like Buzz said, Father Karras is still trying to prove that there doesn't have to be an exorcism. Yeah. And it's like, with a modern exorcist film, or with just any sort of demon possession film, whatever you have nowadays, it's always the first resort. It's always like, yeah. this person's acting weird. It's, it's called oh, oh, yeah. call an exorcist. Well, not an agree. Yes, it's yeah. an exorcism. This, this, is, this has brought up another movie, uh, later an 80s movie. I'm sure it's an 80s movie. Um, which... Kind of has the same kind of thing. They, they, with the, what I'm saying, the medical testing and everything prior to actually anybody believing that it is a, yeah. a, 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 well, it's actually a poltergeist in that one, but it's not poltergeist. The movie is. Oh, um, I think I know. I think I know. Oh, is it the one it with the woman? Yeah, it's the one with the lady. The uh, entity. The entity. That's it. I don't know if Jack, if you've watched the entity as well. I know of it. I don't. Right. I haven't but yeah, watch that it. one because I think I think I mean it doesn't reach the the, the same level as of depravity. The it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's but, more like. But it is worth. 
she's mm. being tormented she's by being it. She's tormented by an entity. Yeah. Which uh, you're led to believe is possibly her father, mm. who is. Uh, who's blind? I can't remember. Like a, like, I think it's her, meant to be her father, or she believes it's her father, who is. Uh, um, he's, you know, uh, it comes back as a, as a poltergeist, poltergeist thing, yeah. And, uh, is, and, but again, it was based on a true story. Ooh. You see, and uh, so you mm. check that check that one out. The entity. Um, so one of the things that's quite interesting about the book, I should mention, is that obviously it was written by William Peter Blatty who also did the screenplay for the Exorcist film, the original Exorcist movie. And obviously the time gap was very short. Oh, yes. So having him write the screenplay and then reading the book in hindsight, the book is literally the film. There isn't any... There's large portions of the book that are literally word for word how they are in the film, that, which I wasn't really expecting. I was expecting a, slight a refreshing change. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's very much hear, like reading... You hear so often these days that yeah, people have a book and it's a wonderful book and they really enjoy it and then they go and change it yeah. to make the movie. So, so far, I've, obviously, I've probably got like just under halfway to go. So it would be a good example of, yes, you can make yeah. a movie from a book and keep it pretty yeah. much totally I mean, this is probably the most faithful adaptation from like book to film that i probably read like okay. having seen didn't both. we have this, the same conversation with lord of the rings that they had to cut a lot out well, of that, the books because a, it's a huge huge undertaking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's a huge undertaking. and ha- having this sort of having the screenplay written by the author i think really adds to the film as well because mm. he came from like he i think he came from like a comedy background as well and he wanted to prove wow he wanted to prove <laughs> wow, that, that he, is the story yeah <laughs> He'd done a lot of comedy, but he wanted to prove that he could write something more serious. I wonder if he appreciated he, the he, comedy. He did. He did skits. good. He did good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Later on in years, when people did comedy skits of it, um, but I was surprised, yeah, with how much from the book actually makes it into the film. There's a few scenes. There's one in particular that sticks out from what I've read so far. And as, as I say, I should preface: I've got a little way to go. Um, where, if you remember in the film, where uh, the I can't remember whose character it is, but he comes in to chris reagan's mother and tells her that burke has been found dead oh yes isn't that the uh like one of her helper people that lives in the house yes i think so possibly where he comes to the door he's one of her like because she's an actress it, it's the same it's the same guy who he puts the rat traps out in no the attic. no that's carl it? no oh. it's not him um see i'm not super <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's definitely not him but anyway she's told about burke's death and then the scene is cut by Reagan walking down the stairs, backwards, spider oh. walk, and yeah. then she sort of vomits a lot of blood, and it's quite a graphic scene. Yeah, I remember that. Um, in the book, uh, <laughs> she's speaking to uh, Sharon, who is the tu- who is Reagan's tutor, who's mm. in the house, the younger girl. Yeah. Is that who she is? Yes. Oh. And uh, as she's speaking, she realizes that Reagan's next to her on all fours, licking her ankles. in the book which kind of took me by surprise that's slightly different but then I found out that they did actually film that sequence and you can actually watch that version of the sequence really? yes Um, and it's I'm glad they cut it out because it's very do you know where you can watch it? you probably YouTube it I think or it just doesn't work because she's she's like crawling towards Sharon yeah with her tongue flapping out in and out and it's sort of the film sort of sped up so it almost looks really like comedic oh, okay. it doesn't work at all and i'm okay. really i'm quite glad they replaced that with the spider walk well, there's a lot of the tongue stuff isn't there in it yeah. it's like blah, 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 blah. yeah yeah that's the vomit they, that's they, they basically used it was it was very green they used some pea soup mixed with oatmeal lovely and it's yeah. supposed to um they tried it, supposedly they tried lots of different soups so they they 
they settled on that. Pea soup with oatmeal was the best one. It was supposed to hit Jason Miller's character, Father Karras, in the chest, and the shot they got hit him square in the face. And that shot is him, like, yeah. just not expecting it and not liking it. And yeah. apparently he was very angry. angry. Oh, no. So yeah, that's a real reaction in the film. Wasn't that Spider-Walk scene, didn't you say it wasn't in one of the cuts of the film? So it wasn't in the theatrical cut of the film, okay. and the footage was lost. Oh. Or at least part of it, I believe, was lost. And then in, the, in 2000, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, William Peter Blatty and William Friedkin, the director, decided to go back through the film and sort of add bits in and sort of... I guess it, it, you could call it a director's cut, but it's kind of more of like a writer's cut, I guess. Because <laughs> um, there was a lot of um, tension between the two on what should be included and what shouldn't. Interesting. To how many... Oh, sorry, drop. When, when you finish saying what you say, yeah. I want to know how many cuts there are in this one. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> and I think, I believe they refilmed part of the sequence in order to make the scene sort of work wow okay. and i believe it's that sort of wide shot of her walking down that i believe they sort of recreated that and filmed it in the 2000 Damn. Wow, that's a late Damn. time to film yes wow that is i mean crazy. i there's some of the aspects i could possibly have but that's what i believe happened okay. so. so going back to my question how many cuts are there well there are... I, i've read that you people who've watched the exorcist may not have actually watched the knowingly mm. knowingly not watch the original exorcist so because some of them are very different the dvd i've got here is the theatrical version of the film mm-hmm. um so this was was the one i would have seen when i was a kid that freaked me out um on the blu-ray i've got which i haven't got with me but i have got at home has the version you've never seen which is the kind of title they gave the cut is exorcist the version you've never seen mm-hmm. and um even i've got a poster on my wall actually of the Exorcist poster, and it actually says on it the version you've never seen. So obviously, right. it's like a re-release poster. Interesting. So in that, there are various kind of added parts. Like I, I noticed when we watched the screening, um, there are two sort of added shots at the beginning, and the Iraq sequence kind of happens after that. Whereas the theatrical cut, the Iraq sequence happens right at the beginning. Um, there are also some added kind of George Lucas style CGI. Effects. Oh no, we haven't got Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, luckily not. Miss, I want an exorcism <laughs> as a speaking in tongues. <laughs> I mean, he's got the red eyes. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. He's got the Sith eyes. <laughs> Someone needs to cut that. <laughs> Someone needs to have him. Put him in as the priest. <laughs> Father Jar Jar. It's actually the statue that keeps going to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, no. How's this got to Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to put Jar Jar Binks' voice over Regan. <laughs> AI, AI can do that nowadays. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, blimey. Misa, Misa, going to throw up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother's in here with us, Annie. Would you like to leave a message? I'll be sure she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, wasn't that a thing with the Pazuzu face that appears? That does that appear in the theatrical? Okay, yeah, that's what I was saying about there's sort of minor added parts. Um, there are a few added sort of subliminal flashes, a few more than there were in the theatrical version. One of them is, um, which I don't actually really like that much, is when Chris uh, arrives home, Reagan's mum, and the lights are flickering, and she sort of walks up to the camera, and it's quite a nice sort of close up. The lights flicker once more and there's like a mini sort of Pazuzu face. Isn't that in the kitchen? Yeah, on like the hob. That's it, yeah. And I, I don't really, I don't know, it doesn't fit for me personally. I don't, it's, I don't like it. But 
and then later you've got that one behind the door which i believe could have been added in the director's cut but i'm not 100 percent sure obviously okay. you've got the um theatrical uh, the sort of the spider walk scene which isn't in theatrical but is in the version you've never seen the hypnotism scene where they've kind of got reagan early on in the film they've got reagan sitting in the chair and they speak yes. to reagan and then they speak to whoever's inside reagan the hypnotist isn't that mr captain howdy uh, well, they I'll address... get to that actually. I'll okay. get to that. And then she grabs him by the balls and <laughs> is that wrestles what she him does? to the floor. I yeah. was wondering. I thought, <laughs> I thought she like bit his stomach or something. No, she. Yeah, I think she grabs his balls. Anyway, <laughs> she looks up at him, and then her face kind of like does like a weird CGI sort of demon face type thing. Yeah. And her teeth. She goes very gaunt, and that's added CGI for the version you've never seen. Is or that, I should just say the director's cut. Is that kind of like Father Karras at the end? Doesn't his face his kind of His face go... changes. It's almost like the so... uh, the demon has switched from her to him and then he goes flying out the window and leaves yeah. her clear. Yeah. So that's that's how it happens in the theatrical. However, in the theatrical, it's a hard cut from him being normal to the demon. So it's mm. literally a hard like a hard cut. So yeah. he'll go from normal and then suddenly he's hey, got the... Demon, yeah. yeah. Whereas the director's cut, they make it more of like a gradual fade. So it looks like it's sort of... Taking him over. Yeah. Which actually is one of the changes I probably like. Because yeah, I, I always presume that he sort of had taken on the demon and then threw himself almost out the window in order to get yeah. away from Regan and to end mm. the possession by yeah. killing himself. Yeah. I believe as well he looks up at the window before he does that and he sees a flash of like his mother's face in the window. Wow. And that's only in the. I'll have to watch this again. <laughs> that's only in the director's cut, I believe. Mm. I don't think that's in the theatrical one, but I could be wrong. But that that's another one that I believe is changed. Is it, is it time for the listeners to have the uh, uh, the who is Pazuzu addressed? Okay. <laughs> so I didn't want to have we to keep, do this. Certainly because we keep mentioning Pazuzu. I could so. I I could before we move on to the what we're about to talk about, I could probably talk about the Exorcist for hours and hours. So mm. yeah. There's probably more things. You're a we super can... fan, Jack. We get it. <laughs> There's probably well, more things we can we're cover. We're trying to discover what a super fan is. So yes. I'll, yeah. I'll actually I'll address the Captain Howdy thing before. Okay, Captain Howdy. We get to the Pazuzu thing. Probably. I believe in the film, Captain Howdy's only mentioned once or twice. Okay, so for the people that are listening. Okay, there, yeah, sorry. <laughs> who, who, or how, what is Captain Howdy? So a scene early on in the film, Chris uh, goes down to the basement where Reagan has her kind of play Chris's area. Mom. Chris is her mum, Regan's mum. And she's building her models and she's like cleared out the garage or something. I can't remember what the, yep. the scene, how the scene starts. But she gets a Ouija board. Ah, uh, yes, this is where... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and she says, oh, I use this to... There's something along the lines of, I use this to talk to Captain Howdy. Ah, uh, <laughs> so the mum must... Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and the mum's like, oh, I like, cool. That's the, <laughs> the thing a kid probably plays around with. Imaginary um, friends, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Captain Howdy. Yeah. Um, so that has led people to believe that in the film that that is the demon beginning to kind of yeah, infu- manifest, infiltrate yeah. Reagan and sort of take her trust, I guess. Yeah. And I, make I would friends have thought that's a, a big foundation for, because obviously 1973, as you go through the 70s, when people talk of Ouija boards, mm. it's like, do not play with them, do not play yeah. with them. The whole idea that if you touch a Ouija board, yeah. and then you're going to accidentally release some kind of evil force. Well, I'm not sure actually how... I wonder if that if that kind of, again, kind of led from people yeah. watching the Exorcist movie. I've not actually thought of that, how sort of 
early this would be for like Ouija boards. So that's become like obviously like as you say yes, a very become, main well, a trope, urban I guess. myth. Yeah, trope, yeah, yeah. yeah. And film. in films now, it's just prolific. And if you notice as well in that scene, she kind of puts her fingers on it and it shoots off like towards the. I think it says no. I can't remember what the question she asks is, but she puts her fingers on it and it sort of shoots off across the board. Mm. And her mum sort of looks at it as if to say, that's a bit strange that she managed to make it do that. That is pretty strange. But as, to my knowledge, you you probably, you could, could correct me, I don't know, but to my knowledge, Captain Howdy's only mentioned once or twice. Yeah, it's not that much. It's more towards the yeah. beginning, middle section so. of the film. However, in the book, they refer to Captain Howdy a lot more. And it kind of becomes like, he kind of becomes like his own, almost his own character in a way. Because Reagan always talks about how she's like, uh, Captain Howdy's been pushing me, or he's been hurting me, or he's been shouting rude words at me. Right. So Captain Howdy's obviously. Yeah. So in the film, it's a lot more subtle, whereas in the book, it's quite obvious that. This and is... I, I think people who have who I've seen online have said Captain Howdy could be the devil. I haven't read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I could put that down to that because the book very clearly states that he is some form of entity that's. Uh, well, in, infiltrating in, in, Reagan. The, in the film itself, you know, Reagan, the voices say, I am the devil. I'm the devil, yes. Mm-hmm. So, leads us on to Buzz's question Pazuzu. about Pazuzu. Pazuzu is never mentioned in the original Exodus film. It is mentioned in the book. So, in the Iraq sequence, when uh, Father Merrin finds the Pazuzu statue, it's clearly stated what Pazuzu is. I think they, because Pazuzu is a real god in real mythology mm-hmm. factoid um and i think they um i can't i could be wrong but i think they use it they sometimes put the image of pazuzu on like pregnant women or it's it's like some sort of i don't think it's as evil as it is in the book and right. it's something to do with like the god of disease and and i can't remember we but, have to look into that yeah so the actual in real life i'm not sure what yeah. it sort of represents but i know it's a real thing pazuzu's never mentioned in the film only ever mentioned in the book, right at the beginning so far. As I say, I've got a bit more of the book to go, so it could yeah. come up again. I was actually surprised by that, because I've heard people refer to Pazuzu yes. like out, out of context. And I was like, I assume that's from The Exorcist. Yes. So this is where, unfortunately, we have to talk about the sequels. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Which, if Ooh. any Exorcist fans out there are listening, you'll know that the, ex- the, the Exorcist sequels are not great. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen the second one. I have memories of the second one, and it doesn't stand out to me as... Yes. So, Pazuzu is mentioned in the second film, Exorcist Two: The Heretic, which is rubbish, to be honest. Don't, if they, you... don't they go back to Iran or something? Yes. So, basically, the, the kind of premise of Exorcist Two is that they've kind of built this, like, psych- this like sort of psychic machine that Ooh. if you put your... You can kind of, how do I explain this? It is a very difficult film to explain, but you can put like your dreams into someone else's head. Oh, yes. So a priest is hired to, um, another priest separate, not included in the first film, is hired to investigate the death of Father Merrin, who was killed at the end of the original Exodus. Yeah. Mm. You never actually see him get killed. No, but you he's see just, him dead. And Reagan's sort of on the corner of the bed looking like, and then she starts laughing, which is a really cool scene. Yeah. Didn't need to explain any of it. Well, one presumes that he's... An, I presume he, he's, There's a scene where he's in the toilet and he's taking the tablet. Yeah. Um, I assume that he has heart issues. Yes, so which I is... I always assume that he basically, at that point, had a heart attack. Yeah, which is played on in the second one as well. Um, so there's, like, this machine where 
you can hook up your mind to someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. So the priest decides to use this on Reagan, so because she has no memory of what's happened in the first film. So he can go into her dreams and see what actually happened. It's a very silly premise, but <laughs> this is what they decided to do. Um, and he sees Father Merrin sort of having his heart, like, kind of torn do you know that Ish. is really in, yeah, yeah. Well, to me, this sounds really interesting. The original, so but she's sort of like, yeah, this image of either torn or being his, his heart being squeezed or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so how the scene plays out, Reagan is dream sharing. I guess is probably the best way to describe it with a psychiatrist who is Nurse Ratchet from <laughs> One Flew One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest, which is quite interesting. Yep. She sort of starts bugging out and kind of going too far into the dream or whatever so the priest decides to put it on to go into the dream and he sees um reagan possessed reagan on the bed with father Marin opposite her and then reagan normal reagan <laughs> i don't even know what, I don't know how i explain this with her You're doing a good job with her hand like on her heart right. and then possessed reagan is on the other side grabbing her heart and they're kind of like Squish, buddies, squishing and kind of t- playing tug of war with her heart so that's a very bizarre scene as you can tell it has nothing really to do with it doesn't hold a light to the, the original at all okay. but we do see Max von Sydow return as Father Marin a, really? young, a younger Father Marin um, and we see his escapades in Africa which is mentioned in uh, the original film probably I think only once I think they say yeah. We call him Father Merrin because he's yeah. he's the most recent sort of account of yeah, he, an exorcism. He'd spent, and he's spent six months or a year exercising, doing an exorcism or yeah. in Africa. In Africa, yeah. They, so, and they kind of breeze over that, don't they? They're just yeah. Like, he, he's the one to call. <laughs> he's the guy. <laughs> so he's, we, he's the ghostbuster. So we see that happen. And there's a young African boy with a demon in him. And they actually, I will say, a slight kind of positive is that the, the makeup they use on the African boy is quite similar to the Reagan one so it's kind of quite freaky i guess um the directing isn't anywhere near as good so it doesn't work as well but he then says i am pazuzu in the voice of reagan so that's the first time it's mentioned that boy then grows up to be james l jones oh Uh who is some kind of weird locust preacher god person (laughs) is that is that he also turns into like a jaguar you sent a gif to me the other day is that from this film yes that's james l jones dressed in his Locust Witch doctor. Well, he dresses as a locust at one point, and then he also dresses like a panther. Oh right! Yeah, yeah. And he caught, in that in that clip I showed you, he sort of roars and then turns into like a panther. It's, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. However, okay. in the second film, yep. we learn that Pazuzu preys on like special kids with special abilities. Right. So I don't like that because it kind of negates the idea of the original film being that she's just a normal, just a normal kid. Yeah. Who yeah. Just happened to have. But they try and open the way. Yeah, they try and kind of play on the fact that she may be like psychic and things, and it doesn't really, it it shouldn't. I think if if you're going for the scare in a movie like that, to say that it can happen to anybody, if you do this by you're just playing with a Ouija board or you do something, Mm. that you're open to possession. If you've got to be certain special, then that means that it's not quite so scary because yeah. you want to think it could happen to anyone. Yeah, and you know I mean? William Freakin says something quite um, profound, I guess, when he says that this isn't the alien or this isn't like Jason or Freddy. It's a normal girl in a normal like country 
with a normal family yep. being possessed by the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of what lies in that sort of unsettling, creepy atmosphere that the film has. So that sort of sums it up. It's, well. it's interesting, though, because if we say, you know, being possessed by the devil, or it's probably better, surely, to say a demon or yes. a devil, not the devil. Or But she also speaks in different voices. Is like Latin yeah. at one point. Yeah. Like, it, it, on the recordings... She, it, it's more than one voice is having a conversation yeah. so. and Greek I think she speaks so Greek you kind of well. assume that it's kind of demons that is, that is one thing I I have read about is the fact there could be more than one demon in Reagan mm-hmm. sort of fighting for control yeah yeah and we hear obviously they say like the devil is coming and it will try and play on your mind don't listen to it and it gets to Father Karras when he starts speaking in his, mother, in his mother's voice and yeah. saying, dear me, dear me. Yeah, he, he sort of starts, why do you do this to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, actually, in the book, that's another thing. In the book, we don't see... Actually, no, I think we do. The, the mum gets taken to the asylum because she's kind of going yeah. a bit crazy. But then they say that she died in her apartment, so I'm not sure. Maybe she got taken back. Possibly, yeah. And then died. So it kind of plays similarly. Didn't that's, Father, that's, that's Father Merrin, didn't he say that, <laughs> no, there's only one. There's only one, like, it's demon. Pits the devil, yeah. yeah. But I think the, that the might... personality try to deceive you. I kind of read that as Merrin kind of trying to lower so the... Lower to, yeah, because if you say that to them, then they might be like, well, there's loads of them. Or how yeah, we've just, got just, just ignore the one. Ignore yeah, the lies. Listen to the... Yeah. Yes. Just do the, 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 the actual exorcism and repeat yeah. the, the responses and don't listen to what's going on. Yeah. Ignore the subject. One of my favourite scenes is that moment where Merrin arrives at the house. And obviously it's on my T-shirt now. It's on yeah. the front of the DVD. It's, it's probably it, the most prolific. It's the poster. The yeah. Image. Yeah. It's the, the iconic, iconic image. Yeah. yeah. And, and he sort of steps through the door, but he's still just a silhouette at that yeah. point. And it's a really fantastic shot when you see the door open and it's just his silhouette. And he walks in and you hear... The, you hear the demon scream his name, mm-hmm. yeah. Marin, from upstairs, which is quite chilling. And Karis um, is sort of saying, oh, do you want me to fill you in on the case on what's happened? And he's like, no. <laughs> I love that bit. I love it. <laughs> no, we, no, we just do this. Let's just <laughs> let's, do it. Let's get this done. Um, so yeah, I really like that, that, that scene. So I can see that there's obviously an Exorcist 3 <sighs> yes. by the Blu-ray that you've brought in. <laughs> so that, how, how many Exorcist films are there? Okay, that, that's the explanation for your Pazuzu question. Right. <laughs> It's mentioned in the second film. So second second film, now we're on to the third. We're on to the third film, which is considered the best of the sequels. Only um, two? Only two sequels? There are... Well, oh, it gets a bit complicated. Okay. Oh, we'll get on to it. <laughs> How long have we got? Don't worry, just keep going. Keep going, Jack. You're doing really um, well. Really Sexist well. 3, uh, after the kind of abysmal sort of reception that Exorcist 2, the heretic, received, uh, bad reviews, bad box office, William Peter Blatty decided that he would write... I think he might have written the book before, but I'm not sure. He wrote a book called Legion, which is a sequel to Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decided that he would write the film and direct it. So as you can see by the version that I brought in, which is by Arrow Video, he is the director, William Peter Blatty. It's his story, and he directed it. So he's gone from writing the book to writing the screenplay for the original film to then making his own film. Did he um, put the money in for the movie as well, did he? Well, well, it's was the uh, was that still Warner Brothers that does that? I believe it's the Warner Brothers. Yeah, um, and that this kind of leads to, I guess, a quite controversial view on Nexus Three is that there was a lot, a lot of studio interference. Okay. Right. So because of how badly the second film did. So was this written to replace the second movie? 
this is kind of to try and rescue the, the, rescue French the French franchise. This yeah. happens after. Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second one is, I, I guess, is it, it considered canon to this? Yes. Well, it's Exodus three, so it's okay. not. Okay. Well, okay. There's a lot of questions. Okay. Um, so he decides to create Exodus three to kind of make up for the losses, and unfortunately, it kind of it kind of pays the debts of the second film in that it didn't do very well because people had seen the second one and gone, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Okay. But there was a lot of studio interference. William Peter Blatty wanted it to be, and I think the book Legion is a more kind of thrillery. It's all about the Gemini killer. So it's more of like a murder, it's almost science of the lamb style. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, that's a interesting in the book. However, the studio because it's an exorcist film, they want yeah. the possessions and the scary stuff. Yeah. And that does the, make sense, the yeah. So a lot of interference happened, and he did very well, actually, to sort of create the film that he did with all the interference that he probably didn't want to put in. Uh, the theatrical version did pretty well, considering how badly the previous film did. But later on, they decided to recut the film almost completely, I guess, into a film that's now called Legion or the Exodus 3 Legion, or the Legion Cut, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, well, that's really cool. Is, is that included on the Arrow video Blu-ray? Yeah, so there's something I love about Arrow is that it has the uh, theatrical version of Exodus 3 uh, and the Legion Director's Cut, which is what they call it on here. Um, and is it better? I've actually only seen the theatrical cut. <laughs> right. And I'm very interested to see the Legion Cut, because um, I wasn't a big fan of how it ended, of how Exodus 3 ends. And I've heard the Legion isn't much better. Okay. In terms of ending, I can't remember. Yeah. I've kind of, kind of. I don't know. I kind of feel <laughs> as if I've seen all the Exorcist movies, yeah. but I haven't revisited them. But we also, interestingly, get the return of Father Karras and Kinderman, but played by a different character. Kinderman is the main character of Exorcist. How, how do you have, is it a flashback type of? Thing? No, it's set, it's set it? after. So how I thought Karras was dead. Well, you have to watch The Exorcist oh, right. 3. Oh, <laughs> he was on the ground and his hand was moving. True, yeah. His hand was moving while he was lying. Well, any, that was any, a lot of blood, though. That was a lot of blood. Any fans of The Exorcist franchise, I guess, or at least just if you've only just seen the, the original film, I'd definitely recommend seeing Exodus 3. Okay. I can't rec- I can't recommend the Legion Cup because I've not seen it. Ah, but now now you've gone down a notch on your super fan. I know because yeah. you haven't seen it. I know, and I haven't finished the book. I mean, oh, dear. Well, what do first, I know? I mean, come on. First time you've <laughs> He's been book. carrying this, this episode. This is the first time you've read the book. This is the first time I've read right, the book. So, yes. So you go, so... I have had it for a while. Just never. But he knows, it. like, he seems to know the <clears> Exorcist yes. film intimately. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So it's really cool. So we had the Legion Cup, which I haven't seen, but is included in the Arrow video. Shout out to Arrow video. They're very good at their. They are. Releases. So yeah, it's kind of an anomaly, I guess, Exodus 3, in that it's kind of the third of a trilogy that's quite underrated. Mm. No one really talks about it much, but it's considered pretty good. Um, There's apparently, well, I say apparently, I've seen it, but there's a scene in it which is considered to be the greatest jump scare in film history. Oh, I think I've seen that. Isn't that the one with the... The shears. The shears, yeah. So apparently that's one of the kind of scenes that people remember from the film. Yeah. Um, there is an exorcism at the end featuring Father Karras, but I won't spoil too no much. Spoilers, no spoilers. I won't spoil too much, but if you have a chance to see it, because it's quite readily available as an Arrow release, I would recommend you. Right, so going back to the original Exorcist, are there any factoids or interesting things you can tell us about it? Ooh, okay. One interesting fact. 
I've, got, I've actually got loads. <laughs> I have one more question about it, by the way. Oh, we've asked. And there are two more films. There are two more films. And a TV series and one that's coming out. A trilogy that's coming out. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Um, one of the facts I learned recently, actually, while reading the book, was that Marlon Brando. Oh, I know that one. Yep. Um, was originally cast. Well, not cut, strictly cast, but, but considered. Considered. Yeah. Considered for the role of Father Karras. Yep. In yeah. the in the book, ironically, Kinderman actually says to Karras that he looks a lot like Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see why William Peter Blatty probably wanted Marlon Brando to play the character. That would have been a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> that actually went. Uh, so that's a little kind of factoid. Uh, another one is that one of the male nurses uh, in, I believe, the second sequence of Reagan's uh, medical tests is actually a real-life serial killer. <laughs> he. Um, oh, did they know? Not at the time. Well, they didn't know. And I think a lot of his killings were after the, he made the film. Right. Uh, but oh, yeah. he was a serial killer, uh, which he killed. Uh, he preyed on a lot of gay men outside sort of gay clubs and killed a lot of males, gay males. Um, which then inspired the William Friedkin film Cruising, starring Al Pacino. Right. So he, same director as the Exorcist. At the time it was made, the crew felt that the uh, the set set was uh, yes uh, would be the, the correct word possessed or the cursed. Cursed. That's it. Yes. Hmm. So yeah. So what? Yeah. So that's one of the things. One of those stories that kind of feeds into that curse thing. That the fact that they cast the. Real life so you don't want to accidentally like because there's assumedly there's different nurses in that scene. He does have a line, I believe, when he says like Reagan, if you could hold your head still. I'm pretty sure he has a line. Oh no, it's that guy. Yeah, the the younger. Doctor. Oh no. So yeah, he's a he's a bad, bad guy. Gosh, um, gosh. But I've watched a documentary about the film being cursed. Um, it's on Shudder. If anyone's heard is, of Shudder, is that particularly valid? Is it cursed? Well, I don't believe so. I kind of. I don't know. It's an interesting story. I think. I think it was more publicity. Publicity is the main thing. Yeah, and I think nine people died while making it. Uh, Burke's character, the actor, died obviously before the film even came out. So he kind of, much like his true character, <laughs> died. Um, Karis's mum, the actress who plays her, died during the filming. Um, the set burnt down, apart from Reagan's bedroom, which was untouched oh dear. which again feeds into that kind of Linda Blair was quite badly injured on the on the winch thing that was kind of flipping her forward and backwards oh, um, Ellen Burstein are you sure it's not cursed <laughs> Ellen Burstein I think it just has a, a lot of bad luck happen yeah yeah Ellen Burstein Ellen Burstein um, injured her coccyx and had has spinal problems to this day when she was pushed back onto the floor um, in one of the first sort of uh, possession scene she kind of gets thrown back thrown and you can the, see that can, before the door gets shut with yeah the, yeah with the chair and you can see the pain kind of on her face interestingly that scene as well you can see someone laying next to the reagan's bed in that scene where where um the the armchair flies in front oh, of the door and then the chest of drawers comes towards her yeah. mm. In that shot of the chest of drawers, there's someone laying on the floor oh, next to Reagan's bed. Because your just, focus is on the chest of drawers. Yeah, you can just see the bottom of his shoe right. and his hand. Okay. Well, a lot well, of people are theorising that it's Carl, who's the um, Swiss housekeeper. Yeah. Uh, which I believe is in the book that he's the guy that puts the... He is actually the person that puts the crucifix under her pillow. But that right. scene was never filmed. He's just on the floor. Right. So that's kind of an odd, an odd. Now, was that intentional, or was it just the guy like from behind the scenes? It was yeah, somebody who's like. Well, it could, it could pushing the old air pump to make something. It could be, but he's kind of laying on his. It's an odd position, position to be laying in. 
So that's kind of a, a another thing that's sort of. But again, about the thing about the curse, I believe it probably was a lot of just publicity, and a lot of these things added up to being like, "Ooh, this film is cursed." A lot of people say the devil is in the film cell and things like that. So I have one more question okay. about only one more. Well, don't oh, worry, oh, no. <laughs> I've got the I've got don't the worry, quick fire questions coming up. And there's a quiz, so there's a lot of questions to come. But my main question about the film, because I'm genuinely interested, is that kind of medallion thing mm. that is found in the Iraq sequence at the beginning yeah and then is later pulled off of father Karras mm. as he flies out the window type of thing yeah is that also in the book and is there any explanation as to how that suddenly so around far, his neck interestingly so far in the book and probably like let's, let's say 60 percent through the book no mention of the medallion at all I think it was a visual thing from Friedkin that he decided to do. Mm. You can kind of read into why he decided to do it. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of like a, not subliminal, but kind of like a metaphorical thing. I think I did do a bit of research on this. Yeah. And I did discover that there was actually a backstory to this medallion. Well, it's actually in the next film we're about to talk about it oh. is that it does actually recur. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. It um, comes back. Yes. So so I'd, I'd read into that. At your own time about the okay. medallion. Okay. Um, I believe it's Karis's mum's medallion though, which kind of adds an extra kind of level. Ooh. of... Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Because I think once she's passed away, he then puts it on him, and that's when Reagan pulls it off. Yeah. And it's 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 theorised that she that that Bazuzu needed to take the medallion off of him in order to then possess him by the end. Right. Clever. But again, you can there's. I'm not interpretation. Yeah, open to interpretation. It's not like I'm a fan or anything. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, oh, I can't that. answer these questions. <laughs> You're surrounded by a, all these exorcists. I'm just things. a casual. <laughs> so, <laughs> were there any more films? Yes, there were two more films and a TV show. Did you want to quickly? Have I a can quickly about go over those. those. To be honest, they're the films. The two prequels and the series are probably the films I'm least familiar with. I do have one on DVD right next to me. And what was that called? This is Exorcist: The Beginning. So. I'll go through this as quickly as I can. Uh, a film was commissioned called Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist, and it was supposed to be, as it's titled, a prequel to the original Exorcist, uh, following Father Merrin on, on his escapades. And I think they kind of rehash the whole thing in Exorcist 2 about the African boy. It was made with Skarsgård. What's his name? Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. No, Skars- not Bill Skarsgård. One of the Skarsgårds. One of the Skarsgårds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It might be Bill Skarsgård. I think so. We're going to... Uh, Alexander Skarsgård? That's, the... That's Pennywise. Stellan. <laughs> Stellan. Stellan, Stellan oh, Skarsgård. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, filmed as Stellan Skarsgård uh, as Father Mirren. And we see his journey through his, his, his backstory, basically. Uh, the film was completed, put together. The studio hated it. And they said, this isn't what we wanted. This isn't going to work at all. It's not scary. It's boring. All the negatives. So they hired Rennie Harlan, who's director of one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Interesting. Can't remember his name. Um, he was commissioned to then reshoot parts of the film. Mm-hmm. He ended up making it again <laughs> <laughs> with Stellan Skarsgård as Father Merrin. Right. So he plays Father Merrin twice in the same film, the same story. No way. Yes. So oh, he's, wow. So he's Father Merrin in both films. So, wow. so Dominion failed. They remade it, which is what I have here, which was titled, retitled to so, Exorcist the Beginning. So does the original so this one the still exist one? or not? So you can still watch Dominion. And the reason for that is this one flopped. So then, then decided to 
re- released Dominion anyway, <laughs> which also flopped. So they wow. very much. So they're the yes. two movies. That is, that is really they're the two prequels. Right. Very odd that there's two of the same film, basically featuring the same same actor. actor yeah. Same actor. So they go from, or every everyone else is completely different. All the other actors don't, are completely I don't different. Think I've seen those. I can't recall. All the other actors are completely different, apart from Stellan Skarsgård, who's mm. Father Marion in both films. It's uh, multiverse. It's the beginning of the multiverse. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> so 2004 was the this one. Yes. So obviously Dominion never got released because they didn't like it. So they made Actually, this one. I, I'm surprised because that's... In, in relatively speaking, that's not that long ago because that was at the same time as your Lord of the Rings movies were out. Yeah. So yeah, I kind yeah. of think that a movie like that should like 20 register years ago. in my brain yeah. as, as seen it advertised and I just don't um, remember it at all. One thing I actually prefer in this version is that you do see the Pazuzu statue again, whereas in Dominion there's no men- there's there's quite a lot less sort of connections with the original film and you can see why with this one that they wanted to connect it to the original because people mm. that's what mm. people wanted to see um so this one was released in 2000 uh 2004 and then they decided to re-release dominion in 2005 so it's just the year after okay. All right. and then you mentioned a tv series yes i think that's everything about the prequels i don't think there's much else really notable about them they're pretty are they worth a watch for those I curious think... uh, hmm. i think it's worth just because i would if certainly you're a movie fan, i think if you're an exorcist it. fan yeah. Watch which, them. which which I am I, I, growing. I'm growing I, to I, I be an exorcist. I think I want fan. to see these just for my own pleasure. Just Out of a... curiosity, watch them. Yeah, but don't take them as gospel. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dominion is considerably harder to find, um, as is Exorcist Two. Mm. However, you'll probably be able to find them in various dwellings. Mm. I'll, I'll try. What did, try. what did the TV series do? Did that follow the same script line, or was it just called The Exorcist and it dealt with lots of different people being possessed? So, interesting you say that. In 2017, The Exorcist TV show came out, uh, which was disguised as a reboot mm-hmm. in that it kind of follows very similar beats to the original film right. uh, with a mother and a daughter. Yep. The daughter becomes possessed. There's, I think they hire like a cool priest and like a, an old priest, like okay. a cool hip new priest <laughs> to get all the kids in and um, perform the exorcism. And it, yeah, it's very bloated. One season? Two seasons. Oh, it might as two seasons. Damn. So in the second season, you find out that the mother is actually Reagan. Oh, right. Okay. So so she's not played by Linda Blair. She's played by a different actress. But that's kind of like a... Therefore, obviously, if she was Linda Blair, you'd... You'd know exactly, you'd know yeah, exactly yeah. So that was kind of a... So the mother of this daughter who's being possessed is actually Reagan, and she's right. suppressed all the memories, and she's like, oh, this happened to me, and... Uh, okay. uh, it, and that happened, that's the second series bit. Yes, which I believe actually came out very recently. Okay. Um, spoilers for anyone who's watching the series, because that, that's a big is spoiler. Is that an Amazon, Netflix, Disney? I think you can get a physical <laughs> media. I've, I've seen it. I've seen maybe, it yeah, we'll be able to find it. I just wondered who uh, actually... Yeah, I'm not sure in terms of what the production company was. Okay. I think by this point, Warner Brothers had kind of ditched, ditched it, it yeah. after yeah. the mm. failure of the last two. Right. Uh, which brings us to the modern day. The new one. So we have very recent, uh, well, as of time of recording, within the next couple of weeks, we'll have uh, the new uh, Exorcist Believer, which I think looks really good. I actually, is this a new movie? Yes. This is a new film. We saw the trailer for it. I will, yes. say, I will say you're you're messing up my... Of my six quick fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll answer Sorry. them anyway. Anyway, uh, so we have Exodus Believer, um, which I'm really looking forward to, and it is part of a trilogy. So there's going to be Exodus Believer, 
if it does well. If it does well. <laughs> 2025, we're having Exorcist Deceiver. Believer, Deceiver, Transceiver. <laughs> and then Exorcist one. 3. Or It's got a rhyme. It's untitled. Ah. <laughs> they Exorcist Untitled. They haven't thought of the title yet. <laughs> um, that's really interesting. Like Deceiver. I can imagine as we're in we're in late 2023 as of time of recording, uh, we have Believer. 2025 is Deceiver, so I'd imagine maybe 2027 it's, we'll have the third. It's done by the same guy who did the the Halloween trilogy recently. Yes, David Gordon Green. Uh, yeah, that's the name. So he's taking on the Exorcist. Right. And that was to be quite honest, a mixed, I think, I think, yeah. mixed received I think a trilogy. Trip, a trip to the cinema is coming up, lads. I'm very one. I'm very um, cautious because I like the look of um, Exorcist Believer. I think mm. the trailer did really well. Um, it actually plays on an original band trailer. If you have have a chance to go on YouTube and look up the band Exorcist trailer, because it was too scary and too epileptic. In what's the word? Epilepsy. Photosensitive epilepsy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of flashing images, sort of so it was banned. And it's there's a lot of scary Pazuzu faces, um, and they actually play on that in the new Believer trailer, where there's the same sort of effect, which is really cool. And you obviously hear the, the famous music. And is it a direct sequel to the original? Yes. So this erases everything from Exodus 2, Exodus 3, I believe. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Obviously, it's not out yet. But <laughs> from what I from what I know so far is that it's just a direct sequel from the first one. Mm. We have the return of Ellen Burstein as Chris McNeil, which is really cool. Um, but as I was saying, I think I was... I, I really like the look of Exodus Believer. However, the last Halloween film did disappoint me. Yeah, yeah. disappointed me. Halloween and ends. if they're going to do a trilogy yep. of the same people, I hope that they kind of finish it's, off the trilogy it's, well. It's odd because it was literally from the get-go in 2018, there's going to be a new Halloween trilogy. And I liked the first two. First two, it kind of, it kind of gets, after the second one, it goes downhill yeah. quite fast. Yeah, so I'm hoping this... The third one, I don't get... We talked about it last year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, go and listen to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so okay. hopefully this, for us to look forward to. this Exorcist Untitled third okay. in the trilogy, I hope, sticks the landing, and I hope Exorcist Believe is good. Personally, I think the only way you can pull something like that off these days is do a Peter Jackson film them all at the same time. Back to back, back, well, to back. while you've got the same because cast. Because you've got all the same cast, yeah. Yeah. and by filming them back to back, because you're probably filming scenes from all three movies in you know disjointed order, mm-hmm. you're going to keep the same kind of level of energy up yeah and, and that was the problem when with you the third halloween movie, movie they just didn't know what to do with but it when you do a movie and then you go look at the box office takings and see how it goes and you have to stretch it over three films then, it, then just, that's yeah. when it starts to fall apart or it can do yeah yeah um so that's that's sort of it that's a, uh, that's we're up to modern day can i jump in there with a couple of little factoids that yeah I'm, yeah i want to get out uh the re- i mentioned obviously it was banned in the uk for home sales mm-hmm. that was mainly because it was um linda blair was only a 12 year old girl and yeah. i felt that too it, it appealed to children to watch it because it had a young girl it was right okay right. that's um and warner Bros. actually hired bodyguards for her because the the sort of mate the I, how do you extreme christians yeah. in america the extreme yeah christians, they were yeah. worried that she was going to get i mean she did a, a, a stellar performance in the movie oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. i mean considering yeah. she was 12 years mm. old mm. and to be able to perform the way she did yeah i mean yeah. absolutely crazy absolutely uh, crazy another little factoid is that she um her first time she said her obscenities mm-hmm. while max von Sydow was 
um, in the room, he forgot his lines because he was so shocked, shocked at what she was saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. these days, everybody puts it puts that down to... Uh, you see, like, uh, memes of... Um, oh, I can't think of the actress's name, but uh, from Kick-Ass. And Chloe say, Grace yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that, you know, she's the, the most foul-mouthed yeah. You know, child actress. <laughs> and you're thinking... It's like people saying that Gal Gadot is like the first female yeah. action hero. I'm yeah. like, come on, Ripley. Ripley. <laughs> come on. So, uh, my other factoid, get this one in, is again when she's speaking in the voices, mm. a lot of the noises and the grunts and the hissing and everything was recorded uh, recorded from pigs. Yes. And then turned backwards. Ooh. And in that last scene, I forget, I've been wanting to say this, the last <laughs> scene where um, Reagan. Uh, 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 um, is is unpossessed if you like, and yeah. he goes over to Father Carrots. Yeah. Um, the sounds used in that scene were a load of pigs being taken to slaughter. Yeah, which apparently is a biblical oh. is a biblical meaning with pigs as well, which I think was sort of adds to the subject. Oh, how that adds that adds a and, lot. And <laughs> to add on to oh, your, this is the fandom I'm liking the, this. the DLC onto your little factoid there. While he's at the bottom of the stairs, there's a graffiti on the left hand side of the stairs that says something pigs. Right. Fight pigs or something? It definitely says pigs. That's the buy bacon. That's the one word you can read. It says pigs written no in vegan. Pigs. It no. says pigs written in um, red uh, graffiti. Right, <laughs> right. Well, that is bringing me on to my six quickfire questions for our special guest, yeah. who has proven himself to be a bit of a super family. He also, is a super. Also, <laughs> on the pig thing in the book, she makes a lot of animal sounds, like she neighs and barks and right. Hisses okay. like a cat and things. Oh, very interesting. Right, are you ready? Are you... Also, in the, oh, <laughs> in the book as well. You can't um, stop turning him off. <laughs> because, because it's a book, yep. they can do a it lot. It doesn't make sounds, books. No, in my mind they do. <laughs> in your head. Um, it's, the, it's Captain Howdy in my brain. Captain Howdy's um, in the book, obviously, they can exaggerate a lot of what Reagan does. So she does a lot of like levitation and flips and contortion and things which they couldn't film back in the 70s they did a hell of a good job though. so in the book she's a lot more like erratically possessed oh, right, yeah. right. Maybe, maybe that is the <laughs> definition of a super fan somebody that won't shut up about <laughs> something well I'm a bit worried because so far all the people we've had in to discuss what a super fan is have always said they think that a super fan is kind of like on the edge of being you know like obsessive. obsessive and kind of stalker like <laughs> so, so Jack, so Jack <laughs> would you consider yourself Obsessed with The Exorcist. Yeah, uh, I've seen it a couple you of times. You haven't yeah. played the part of the odd doctor in a scene <laughs> by any chance. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Right. In that case, time for you to <laughs> listen momentarily to my six quick I'm going to have a questions. sip of water before I Okay, ask. okay. Have a sip of water. I should also mention No that. spitting it out or projectile <laughs> vomiting across the studio at this point. I should also mention I have behind me a pop vinyl, Funko pop vinyl. I was going to ask what that was. I, of, I didn't uh, see it because it's behind you. Come on, show us that first. I'll, pa- I'll, pass, I'll get to be questions in a minute. I'll pass around the merchandise. This is a uh, Funko pop of Reagan. Right, I'm going to have to take a photograph of you with this. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yes. definitely got to go on the thumbnail. That's it. Really, it needs a little sort of like water pistol but yeah well they they put the puke on the inside of the box which is quite funny oh, yes. <laughs> oh man that's yeah. really cool that's really cool uh she doesn't stand up out the box so that's why she's in the box oh, i see um the head's too big yeah there you go lovely and well, it's got the, that famous poster on the back yes very nice right are you ready for my six quick fire <laughs> questions he's, yep. he's avoiding them totally you ruined them anyway you'll find out why <laughs> okay, okay i'm ready. ready 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 right so question number one do you believe in possession? Hmm. Yes. 
Okay, number two. Because, sorry, right. just to add on that. <laughs> yes, was <laughs> In the book, um, they actually talk a lot about how possession could still be a mental illness. And that if you're aware of possession, then that could manifest and you think you're possessed when you're actually not. And even in the film, they say... They do, they do. In the film, they say you can perform an exorcism, but it's not going to actually do anything. It's just going to be like a placebo effect. It's just going to make her think that she's been exorcised. Exorcised. (laughs) For a run. Yes. (laughs) Well, no, I actually, I mean, for six years, I I worked in the mental health industry, if you want to call it all that. Um, And uh, I had to look after lots of different uh, service clients. And uh, there was a particular one who was schizophrenic. Mm. And he had multiple personality disorder. Mm. And it's uh, it's quite an eye opener when you've got somebody in front of you that actually really does. And you can see why. At, a, at, a, at this, yeah. click your fingers yeah. can change their personality, and imagines things happening. You know, yeah. he, he this. I don't want to give anything away with that. You know, obviously confidential stuff. Mm. But this person kept seeing characters, people walking down the stairs while I was there. Yeah. And they were as real to that to him, him as, yeah. as, as, yeah. as as anything. But you know, I'm standing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. Or was there? I don't know. <laughs> but, Maybe they're but, just more sensitive to but this as you stuff can, than you. If you can imagine that happening in like the 1600s, 1500s, where they had no idea what mm-hmm. schizophrenia was, you mm-hmm. can definitely see why they would think you're possessed by a demon or something yeah. like that. Anyway, so, so your question number one. Quick fire. Answer was yes. This is not very quick fire, <laughs> is it? Right, question number two. Uh, is, this, is, this is where it goes. This is where it's going to fall flat <laughs> yeah. on its face. Okay. okay, is the book better than the film? <laughs> You've already Ooh. said that's basically. It's basically the same, but I haven't finished the book yet so i'm gonna say what's kind of super fan of you (laughs) i'm gonna say the film okay question number three uh favorite character in the film Hmm. that's interesting um i like father caris's story i think he's got a really um interesting story which you can sort of read into a lot uh father merrin i think is a fantastic character um but hmm, actually i'm actually gonna say kinderman having read the book I quite like his, um, okay, because he kind of approaches it. That's from the a, detective, isn't it? Yeah, so he kind of approaches the one you fight, see right in the last sequence at the top. Yeah. Of the series. Mm, yes. Yes. And you kind of see him. You see the events that are happening from his perspective, which are more like detective perspective, as opposed to a priest, which is looking at it from a religious perspective. He's looking at it from a more okay. like. So I'm going to say Kinderman. <laughs> Excellent answer. Question four: Do you think they should do a remake? <laughs> You've already answered that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> they could do sequels as much as they want because they'll never get it right. Okay. But oh, no, so never what, remake. So what you said is we're getting a sequel then. Yes. yes right. This... Okay. So okay. Exis so didn't ruin my question. No. So Exis Believer is a direct sequel to the original, right, and it so... ignores all the rest. Okay. So therefore, you don't think they don't should remake, touch the, no. don't remake the don't Exorcist. remake the original. Okay. Five. What's your favourite scene in The Exorcist? Okay. There are a few. <laughs> there are a few. <laughs> Pick um, one. Pick one. My favourite. We've got to go home. <laughs> uh, still got a question. I've got two. I've got two. Okay, I'm okay, going to say both. Uh, Father Karras first walks into Reagan's room and she's you see her kind of in her makeup for the first time. She's got the tube in her nose. Oh, yes, I know that. And that's when she says, the I'm. Wheezing. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like Reagan's in the room with us. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, I wonder why he was floating. <laughs> As his head spins around. And that's where, yeah, it starts sort of toying with him. Really like that scene. Um, the room is actually very cold, which is why you can see their breath. Yeah. Um, and it's between that or when Father Merrin first arrives at the house. Okay. Okay. Question Obvi- six. Obviously. Yeah. Last question. Projectile vomit or head spin? Ooh. 
headspin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty creepy. Do you want me to explain? And that was the six quick file questions. Thank you very much for that one, Jack. And now we are over to. Let's get quizzical. Let's get yeah. quizzical. 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 I want to get quizzical. quizzical. Let's, Let's get, get into, into exorcism. Let's get your exorcism on. <laughs> the power of Christ, Christ compels, compels you. <laughs> you. The power of Christ compels Hokey you. Pokey. So this is a Let's Get Quizzical quiz that is based on horror movies. Okay. okay. Oh, it's not about the exorcism. <laughs> well, it might, it might be. It might okay. be. Ten questions. You can either work against no, no, each other or together. Yeah, we're going to be a team. Okay. Give it to me, buddy. Keep yeah. my keep my winning streak going. That's it. How how many points do we need to win? Uh, how many questions? Ten. Ten questions. So we need ten to win. Ten to win. Okay. Hundred percent. It's a harsh <laughs> quiz. Oh, there's two of us. Yeah. Five okay. Points. I'll try and keep score. Okay. Listeners I'd at home, you can play along out there. Play, play along at home. What year was the f- original Friday the Thirteenth released? Nineteen eighty, I believe. Yeah, I'd say nineteen eighty. Correct. Yeah. Well done. One. I'm quite good with film dates, I think. <laughs> Okie dokie. Got a bit harder now. Question two. Mm. Name the Cenobites in the original Hellraiser. That would be Pinhead. They don't actually have names. Ish. Or they have like. I'm assuming that people just gave them names to refer to them. I think there's like lead Cenobite. Because this is going to be a trick question because it's Zach. <laughs> yeah, it's probably succeed. Don't overthink it. Second son of us. Yeah, don't overthink it. We'll say Pinhead because if we're yeah. not, we know we're, we know we're right if we say Pinhead. You had Pinhead. Did you have Chatterer in the first one? I think Chatterer was there. Yes. Uh, you had the piggy one who was fat. Butterball. Butterball. And the, it was the other one called Vagina. <laughs> vagina neck. It was something like Vagina um, Oh, Christ. I can't remember what. Don't overthink it. Okay. It's credited. Very generically. Okay, so it's, it's going to be Cenobite, Cenobite one, one, two, two three, three, four. Yeah. Come on then. Well, I can tell you the official name. Come the on. The official name was Deep Throat. Oh, Deep Throat. <laughs> not, not Vagina Nick. No. <laughs> so, that, so they're the names they were given later on, whereas in the original Heroes, they were just Cenobites one to four. In... Come on. See, uh, this is where we. This is why we don't like Zach. Do you're overthinking it, okay? okay? You're overthinking it. What's your answer? That's what counts. Well, the answers that were gonna count were Pinhead, yeah. Butterball, Chatterer, Female Cenobite, and the Engineer. The I think engineer. we got the majority of them, though. I think we got four. I can't even picture what the Engineer is. So. Yeah, the Engineer. Who's the, the engineer? Scorpion guy? The Scorpion guy who runs down the corridor. Hank is not a Cenobite. He is. He is. I've got a screenshot. The... I have a screenshot. What, the thing that runs right with the... Sort of like it's got legs uh, on the wall. That is a Cenobite. That, I just thought that was a creature it's just within some co- the... It's just some sort of minion, isn't it? Yeah, it's a minion. It counts. I've got a screenshot that says so. I think because we got the majority of which you get the point. Yeah, I think so. And we did the whole, like... It's... Yeah, that they mean, weren't called that in the I original. did say vagina neck, but that does <laughs> point to the fact that she's a lady. And it's and kind of close. Female. It's close to deep throat as well. I'm going to be afraid. I think we got that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I'll oh, tell you. Yeah. You've for, you forced me into a corner. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. But this is these other team. ones. These other ones. We forced you into a lament <laughs> configuration. That's our world. Right, okay, that, that is your one, your one time. Okay. You're going to be lenient that one time. We're still 100% there. Question three. How many Necronomicons are there said to be in the Evil Dead movies? Oh, nine? Mm, Discuss. Uh, well, it was obviously <laughs> the one in the original. Yeah, I know. Which is but, in the basement. Um, the, there are... Is this in the um, TV in, show as well? In the new one, I'm sure... Ash versus the Evil Dead. In, in the... I am talking about the original three movies right, so and not the... the new one. And, see, the new one says that there are a few. All right. 
What about the one before the twenty? 20- it's the same number, no matter right. how you look at it. What about the twenty fifteen one, the uh, one before the last one? Because uh, there's one in that. I'll go nine. So this so could be an any. It could answer. be a six. I could have got it upside down. It could be six. But there you go. I think you you were quite confident with the nine originally. Think, so. Somebody's just telling me nine. Yeah, we'll go with nine. Incorrect. Ah, oh. three. It's all. Yes. It's just three. Yeah, three in Army of Darkness, and then they specifically say that there are three in Evil Dead Rise. Okay. okay. So there should be six. One down. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same three. Okay. All right, we're one down. Who is the character Scary Terry a parody of? Scary, Scary Terry, I believe. Is a character in Rick and Morty, oh, who is parodying Freddy Krueger. It's got to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the episode because he, yeah, Scary Terry. I believe Scary Terry yeah. is Fre- Freddy Krueger. Correct. Yeah. So that's three. Well remember, so Jack. Who played the Leprechaun in the first six movies? The Leprechaun. Well, that's um, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, I believe. Yeah. Correct. Ooh, what a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Where's me gold? <laughs> Hasn't also got Jennifer Aniston in it. I'm very, yeah, very young. And, uh, yeah. and um, who's the other chap? Oh. Yeah, there's a chap. This isn't there. a question, by the way. You're yeah. just thinking about this. We're just giving oh, you a super God. fan question. The ones that, you know, who's in the first movie? There's Jennifer Aniston and there's a chap in there, a well known actor. No? I haven't seen it in ages. Oh, right, okay. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Okay. Okay, question six. How many video nasties were there on the original list? Ooh, I don't know what that. Lot. I don't know what that is. So we'll leave that to you. I don't know what that is. So, video, no. but, so video I know what video nasties. nasty is, but I don't know yeah, if there's yeah, any no. list. Originally, you had people like Mary Whitehouse. You probably wouldn't know the name, but she com- she cancelled Doctor Who. Yeah, well, she, she, tried she, to. she complained about all sorts of things yeah, all yeah, the time. I know, yeah. And when videos obviously became popular, and it was much easier for people to get access to these kind of things, things like the Evil Dead and um, I'm sure probably a Chainsaw Massacre and things, they were all deemed video nasties and then put on a banned list. And mm. so I presume it was the British film... BFI. BFI that uh, then made this list of ones that you couldn't get in a video store, a banned list. Cool. So you reckon there were 30? Oh, it could have been 90. Oh, God. <laughs> there was a lot. That's I, quite a bit. I have had a look at this list. You did mention it the other day. And I do want to watch... Yes, we need to do. We need to do the list. I'm going to say fifty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just chucking my two pence in. I'll get ninety. Okay. Go on. Seventy-two. Oh, well, it's close. Oh, that's very specific. Close. We've been between. I said fifty. You, you said ninety. There you go. That's a point. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. Go okay, on. So you got four out of six so far. Oh, okay. Come on. Number seven. What film franchise is the Sawyer family associated oh, with? The Sawyer family. Well, that's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is it? No, I don't. Sawyers? They're not the people who own the farm, are they? Is it because it says saw in it? Sawyer. Saw? Texas Chainsaw? No, it's because Leatherface has got a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm just thinking of... Uh, it's Could it be that? Or, it, or is, it M- is it the... Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, what's oh. the one with the house? The haunted house? That they made loads of. Do you know which one Amityville. Horror. Amityville, do you think it might be? Possibly. Because it's a family. There, there is another one that's coming out. Yeah, but, uh, I'm trying to think Are you liking this quiz? It's so not far? The Exorcist. Because <laughs> I'm enjoying narrow that one. <laughs> oh, there's another one that, uh, and I can't think of the. Is this a whole franchise? Are they are they in all of them? It's not in all of them. Right. Um, so it would probably just be in the original one, I'd imagine. It's in most of them. Sawyer. So there's another one. I, was, I can't think of it. Well, there's 
this they changed the name in a remake. These uh, so you got Voorhees family that can't be can't be teenagers. Quite a that's always teenagers. And mm. then they go to this place where there's this weird clown guy, and then they go off and they find this. Uh, Is this a dream you had? <laughs> it sounds like it. Family that are living out in the woods. Oh, around the Rob oh, Zombie God. thing. Oh no. Um, I haven't had an answer. On, yeah, I need my, an answer. My, my answer was I'm going to stick with the Chainsaw Massacre. So I'm just thinking you've got to agree on an answer. They're our family, aren't they? They're our family, and they're in a few. Like, go on, Grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa. I'm pretty sure he says Grandpa Sawyer. <laughs> grandpa Sawyer. <laughs> Let's go with it. You're going with <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you are correct. Yay! Yay! I just felt right. <laughs> yeah, well done. Okie dokie. Question eight. Yep. This is a multiple choice one. Christopher Lee is famous for having zero lines in which Hammer Horror Dracula movie? Dracula. Brides of Dracula? Oh, multiple choice. Taste the Blood of Dracula? Dracula Prince of Darkness? Or Dracula AD? Dracula Prince of Darkness. That's the first one, isn't it? I'm sure it is, because if I recall... Wouldn't he have lines in if, it? No, if I recall, when Christopher Lee first played Dracula... Uh, obviously, Peter Cushion was also in the movie, hmm. and uh, I remember it being said that Christopher Lee burst into Peter Cushion's um, dressing room and said, "I can't believe it! I haven't got a single line in this movie." Hmm. And Peter Cushion turned around and said, "Well, I've read the script, and you're the lucky one." <laughs> yeah, I've heard that story. So I think it's Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Interesting. Uh, what were the other ones? Brides of Dracula. Brides of Dracula? No, it wouldn't be that one. No. Any reason why it wouldn't be that one? Because it's a Cause he's got brides. Further down the, he needs down to the talk line. to his brides. Taste the Blood of Dracula? No. That's one of the eight later ones. Isn't, isn't that it? one? It's either that one with Johnny Alicard or is Dracula or, AD. Or Dracula AD. That's one where he goes to the 70s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is there's, it? There's one. There's a couple. There's Dracula AD is 70s, and I think Taste the Blood of Dracula is isn't where it they called... find a bottle of his blood in a in like a brick a brack shop isn't it Dracula AD 1970 something could be I think that's the one with Johnny Alucard is the title of the film Dracula AD yes and then there is a date after it but that would give that away 72 why would that give it away well that would help you that's 1972 (laughs) I'm sure it's AD we'll go with your answer I'd probably listen to it go on (laughs) what was your answer Dracula Prince of Darkness that is the correct answer but that He's was dubbed. actually the third Dracula movie. Right, so it was the the second one being Brides of Dracula, which does not feature Christopher Lee. Right. So he's, his first appearance was the third one? No. No. That was his second appearance as Dracula. What's the first one called? Dracula. Okay. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> All these stupid subtitles. Just go <laughs> Exorcist 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Okie dokie. So you've got two questions wrong so far. Okay. Well, we're not too bad. We've got eight then. Yeah. Yeah. We've still got more, I think. Oh, two, yeah. more, <laughs> two more, two more. <laughs> two more. We've got six. Name oh. David's friend in American Wealth in London. Oh. Jack, I think, Jack. isn't it? Yes, Jack. He, Jack, I, forgot, I didn't mean to call you a meatloaf, Jack. Because he got his whole face is like clawed yeah. off. You, get an, Jack. you get an extra point if you can get the surname. Oh, it's going to be um, a Jewish type of name, isn't it? Schwartz. Jack Goldstein. Yeah. Schwartz. Jack Schwartz. Mm. I had no idea. Come on, give I us think a we name. got Jack though. That's yeah, a Jack. point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we need an extra point though. We might save this quiz. Yeah, you might be able Jack. to save it. The, set, the last question might be two points. Well, I'm know. wrestling to the floor. You Google. <laughs> Google is, is not allowed. Jack. 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 Oh, because the, 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 when you're talking about the police, they say the something uh, boy. Yeah, I'm referring to the lad, his friend, 
Yeah. Jack. I do. Jack was found dead. The world has spent. <laughs> Jack was spent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack. No, no, I can't get it. No? No. You're just going with Jack. Going we'll with take Jack. the point. So, if it is Jack. <laughs> you are correct. It was Jack. The second name was Goodman. Goodman. Oh, I said Goldstein. Goldstein. <laughs> that was a parallel. Oh. <laughs> it starts with G and ends with N. That's not the favourite name these Okay, days, final question. Final okay. question. Final question. Name George A. Ramiro's unmade zombie movie. Uh, what? It's the one that's currently in the works at the moment. Uh, it's going to okay. be something of the dead, isn't it? Okay. Surely. Right, we got Night of the Living Dead. Dawn Morning the dead. after. <laughs> Morning <laughs> after. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Shaun Day of the, of the Dead. dead. <laughs> uh, land of the Dead. We got Land of the Dead. That's already made that one. Um, I thought we were going through. Them all. <laughs> yeah, land of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. If you can list them, I'll give you an extra point. Okay. So okay. we got Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Dawn, Dawn of, of the dead. dead. Day of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Uh, the Dead. <laughs> Isn't there Diary of the Dead one of the later ones? You don't have to get them in an order. You can just name them. Diary of the Dead. Sure, that's one of them. Uh, I don't know. It's unmade. Unmade one. We get an extra point if we get more. <laughs> How many more have we got? We've got one more before the one that's the answer. Uh, don't overthink it. <laughs> the Living Dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> get out. That's underthinking it. <laughs> uh, oh, crikey. Surprisingly, it does, it does apparently <laughs> link to Diary of the Dead. Was I actually right with that one? You are. Wow, I plucked that out of nowhere. Okay. I think there's a character that crosses uh, over. Uh, Philofax of the Dead. Yeah, you wouldn't know what <laughs> Philofax is, would you? You're too young. You keep talking about it all of the time. Do I? Mm. Oh, it's uh, zombie flesh eaters. No, no, no not as not in the context of zombie films. That's great. It's, it's a just a word. It's got a zombie attacking a shark. Zombie with an eye. <laughs> That's Wait, me Dario talking. Argento. <laughs> That's me talking. Um, <laughs> come on. You like Dead of the Dead. You like bushcraft and camp of the survive dead. the dead survival S- of the dead. There you go, Jack. Dead. Survival of the dead. So name them, list them, list them all out. Okay. Go. Night of the Living Dead. dead. Dawn, of, Dawn the dead. of the Day Dead. Day of the Dead. Land, Land of the, the dead. dead. Diary of the Dead. dead. But there's and one before that. He said survival of the dead and survival. But he said there's one before that. That was Diary. So we were right. We got all yeah. of them. What's the other one? What's, What's the new one? The new one. Survival of the Dead. No, no, that's the latest one. Well, there's one after that. That's the answer to the initial question. Oh, so I thought Survival of the Dead was the, was the answer. No. <laughs> Bushcraft of the Dead. No. <laughs> Zombies of the Dead. Preppers of the Dead. I don't know. Sea of the Dead. That's it. Land of the Dead. No, we've had the Land of the Dead. <laughs> uh, City of Dead. City of the Dead. It's a film we all hate. The, initial, the word. It's of the dead, but it's a film that we all hate. Highlander of the Dead. No, Highlander's a good movie. It's the second one. That's <laughs> Highlander 2 of the Highlander 3 of the Dead. It's a movie that we all don't like. Sparkly. Oh. Twilight of the Dead. Correct. Twilight of the Dead. Correct. Is that what they, they're making Twilight of the Dead? Yeah. They should have come up with a better title than that. We've got Twilight Zone. I'm all sparkly, Annie. <laughs> Brains. Brains. Okay, so. Watch, watch The Lost Boys. It's a better teenage vampire. <laughs> so, you made up one extra point there Did so we? you got 9 out of 10 yay oh. how do we get an extra point to win uh, how many Friday the 13th movies are there 12 there you go okay, I have a look count now wait I, I think it's 12 because there's Jason X and then you got <laughs> that's 10 yeah <laughs> that's the first 10 we're, we're losing listeners here guys come on and then you got the remake and Freddy vs Jason 12 damn 
Correct. There we are. We are. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, Just about. Thank you. Do you know what? It was really funny. I was when you messaged me earlier and said that you were going to do a horror film quiz. I thought to myself, how many Friday Thirteenth films are there? Because I'm sure that's going to be a question. Well, and I worked out it was twelve. You certainly pulled that out of the hat, and that's a tenuous, tenuous connection there, tenuous link, shall I say? To I'm going to get the hat out the corner of the studio. Yeah. All the random hat random for hat. our exclusive flashback episodes, which are available for our patrons and YouTube okay, members. So I have got the hat of destiny and mystery. A mystery. Hopefully, it'll be horror. Jack, you're as our the super guest. fan. Super fan. Let's hope. Let's hope it's horror because it's uh, spooky season. I, I still don't consider you a super fan. The oh, reason okay. I say that is because... You, Sorry, I don't know enough about you, 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 haven't, you haven't even read the book. What more do you oh, need? No. He's surrounded by <laughs> X's memorabilia. When we talk about super fans of Lord of the Rings, super, everybody's read the book. He, yeah. he hasn't read the book yet. I mean, yes, come that's on. Fine. That's fine. I'll concede my title. <laughs> no. He, I, you just have to change I would it. say I would, he's a super fan. I would say he's a... An extremely good fan. Oh, come on. There you go, that's fine. He, he's just, he's just there. Just retitled Superfan. I tell you what, we'll leave it up to the listeners. If you think Jack is a, a super, super fan, fan of The Exorcist, please comment below. Yes or yeah. no. Yeah. There you go. Leave it and up to us. Whatever the title of this episode is, we'll decide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have picked one out of the hat. Okay, what, we what is it? Oh, okay. It's episode nine. Okay. Which is. Japanese snack too. Ooh, oh crikey! We got to talk about Japanese a very snack niche. too. Very we're, niche. We're, we're still treading them into the carpet. We are. Okay. So <laughs> One of my favourite episodes. Japanese okay, snacks. we're gonna we're gonna be doing that for our special special. How do you, have you got any left? That'd be that'd be something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you so. got any left? I don't know if they'll be in date, but I have <laughs> we'll some. Eat That's okay. We'll eat I'm quite used to eating out of date. Bring, bring, bring a couple in and we'll do the, the exclusive episode. Okay. We'll yeah, we'll that. That's what we'll do. Brilliant. Well, there we go. Okay, I concede. Jack is a super fan of Exorcist. Yes. Cool, I'll take it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe to this channel and comment below any suggestions of topics or activities you'd like to listen to in future episodes. That's a big... I swallow your soul! Goodbye from Zach. That's evil dead. That's <laughs> evil dead. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's say, by the power of Christ, I compel you. Is that... No. Oh, God, I'm wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't Cry. be very good at this. God. <laughs> Calling me not a super fan. <laughs> Get of the wrong film and then the wrong quote. <laughs> Okay, okay. I don't know. Um, that's a super fan goodbye from Jack. Okay. Let's end this episode. Yeah, that's offend it. It's all me falling anyway. to pieces. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an exorcist. I can't do this. Look forward to all our other Shocktober episodes coming out in the future. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, Halloween. Ooh. You can find the Now We Know Show podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Keep up to date with everything ZWP on Facebook and Instagram or visit the Zackwild Productions website at www.zackwildproductions.com. And remember to join us on Patreon or become a YouTube member for early access content and exclusive episodes. <laughs> <laughs>